Holy smokes. Yeah. Ray, you're here with me. We just watched Forbidden Door. With Jared. With Mr. Jared, who left. What do you think about what we just witnessed? It was phenomenal. I mean, every match was great. In theory, before there was an AEW, we all fantasized that something like this could possibly happen in the world of pro wrestling. AEW was created. They've done things similar to this. I would say they have maybe done pay-per-views that were as good as this. But this was what I envisioned when I heard Cody was meeting at Jaguar Stadium to talk to one Tony Khan. I will say booking-wise, AEW, obviously this was their pay-per-view in reality, so they won all the matches. Yeah. <laughs> Except like the Goto and Yoshi, yeah. which you, you knew that the whole reason. And the the white, Jay White. Right, right. The, the, their title had to stay in their hands. Yeah. But we're going to dive into that after the break. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus. Featuring Lincoln and a bear and peeking with Robocop and Sting. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, go home eat. All right, we're back. And we're going to start this out this way. Because we're going to talk highlights, high points, a lot of them. But we're not going to do a blow by blow all the way through this thing. Because it was five hours or so of fantastic and I didn't check my watch but of fantastic performances and wonderful wrestling amazing night of pro wrestling of not sports entertainment pro wrestling exactly what was your match of the night my match of the night was one of the last two what it am- was either Jay White Okada Hangman and Cole or Hiroshi and Moxley or Tanahashi Moxley what was it about Tana and Moxley that you liked? I mean, a kind, kind, kind of like really well told story just to have as a match, you know, right. with Moxley being like, "Oh, you've been running away from me." I mean, I and Tana saying, "I wasn't running from you. I was waiting for you to get to my level." Yeah, and Moxley like being like, "Oh, I literally invented the the Forbidden Door." Right. This is this is me. Right. This whole pay-per-view would not be possible if it weren't for me. Right. Um, I think that's crazy. And to to wrestle a match with someone like Tanahashi, who is like basically the <laughs> uh, the John Cena, you know, he's the ace. Yeah, he, who is the ace? He's the, a rock star. He's the he's, wrestler. Yeah. Right. Uh, outside of and I, the the sport, the wrestler in pro wrestling. Right. And I, I think that, too, because Tana's knees have given way over the years and he's in a, and th- he's not always rotating in that heavyweight title picture, we all kind of – everybody assumes Okada is a top two wrestler in the world. And so, obviously, he's above Tana at this point in his career. Not beloved like Tana, but really close and will be – he'll go down in history as, you know, the best or the second best to ever do it there. But I think that Tana was the perfect guy for this match. 
and Tana got to give you a high level of performance right here. The focus was on the performance. We got that. John had to. John was aggressive early. He did well. Tana swung the tide. Tana had it going in his direction for an extended period. The point where John was able to do a lot of the counter wrestling that people forget he's good at and that he can do. He did those things really well. We did get the the Tana getting frustrated to the point in which he's stomping on John's face, which might be a little out of character for yeah. him. But that's where you go when you're fighting for everything. And then, you know, John is able to uh, roll away from him. And he uh, obviously blades outside the ring. But that doesn't hurt the match to me at all. You know, I'm not a huge fan of blading, but it didn't bother me. I felt like they didn't do it all night long. So it it made sense right here. The stomps on the head. He winds up, John countering, countering. And then Tana is able to kick out on one uh, on the home stretch, which shocked the crowd. But what that really did was led to John taking it to a level that Tana couldn't answer. He did the elbows to the head, choked him out, and then still gets the the finish on him. I would give that match as many stars as you rank. I thought it was wonderful. Go ahead. I mean, this is one of the only truly larger-than-life uh, wrestling moments I've seen in a long while. Specifically, the final spot where Moxley has Tanahashi in the sleeper, and the crowd's chanting, go ace, go ace, and he's getting up, and then Moxley puts him down. That was a great moment. Exactly. The crowd exalts the ace to meet the moment, get out of the finishing, and John still puts him down anyway. Yeah. And then you have John, and we'll just go ahead and do it right now. Let's just address it. At that point in time, the pay-per-view is completely perfect. John is yeah. staring at the, the ace. They meet in the middle of the ring. They're arguably before before this specific segment that we're going to talk about. This is the perfect wrestling pay per view. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I have no disagreement with that at all. You know, I can be hypercritical of wrestling pay per views, but this was perfect. All you have to do is say end credits. Have Mox Tanahashi shake hands. It's over. Everything. They're shaking hands. We got it done. And then Jericho comes down. And then we get to Schmage, and then we get everything is to set up Wednesday night's TV show. This could this wasn't good enough to be. Tony had created the ultimate feather in his cap. He could have let it be, but he didn't, and that's okay. Tony I mean, was that's like, you who know he, what you know what we missed. Yes, Vince Russo. We need a cluster right here. At the we end. need we need a nitro style. Now I, I, you know. Let's go to here next because okay. it gets yeah. it gets set up. It gets set up during this. Kingston comes down. That's not enough. Kingston. Eddie oh, Eddie Kingston. Kingston. Eddie Kingston come down. Yeah. That's not enough to to swing the tide. Eventually, Cesaro comes down, who is Daniel Bryan's replacement. Yeah, Claudio. Claudio. Claudio comes down. Claudio comes down in kayfabe world and kind of sort of maybe in real world. We have Daniel Bryan who has heat with Eddie Kingston. Replace himself with Claudio, who also has heat with Kingston. Cla- Kingston had said online when they were talking about him coming to AEW, he doesn't have the balls to come here. When Claudio came out, Kingston tweeted out something to the effect of, oh, look who finally grew a pair. And then we have, even though Claudio swings the tide, he gets the swing, he swings around 
one of the two one of the old 2.0 guys. Yeah. He swings him around 20 something times, drops him on the ground. Everybody seems perfectly happy except for Kingston who is screaming and spitting and that guy's not worth my time. And John is giggling at him cuz he knows that Eddie can never be happy under any circumstances. It works. I thought the Cesaro coming down was not I thought Cesaro coming down to wrestle Zack Sabre Jr. was not a surprise, but I thought it was no, perfect. No, that was a great moment. That was that was that was a great moment and, and a really good match too. A fantastic, a fantastic match. match. Great match, but a match Claudio never gets to have in WWE. No, 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 no. The rolling around, all of the counters, all I of mean, that stuff. You hear people say like, "Oh, Cesaro is the most underrated talent in wrestling." Right, and it's like, well, that's. I don't know if that's entirely true because everyone says that. Right. Uh, but, I mean, he was certainly the most underutilized talent in wrestling. Right. But I do not think he needed to debut twice tonight. Correct. Um, Correct. It was, it, was, it was enough. It was enough. But let's, let's go back to that yeah. match. Claudio comes down and he gets to wrestle a catch-as-can wrestling match. The fact that he is uber big and strong allows him to do things to Sabre Jr., in spite of the fact that he consistently gets put in pretzel scenarios by Sabre Jr., who is the best in the world at what he does. And you have the, the, the scene where Claudio has him wrapped around his arm like a boa constrictor, and he walks up the steps and throws him one-handed into the ring is just exactly what the, the WWE locker room is, is who voted him the, the guy who we need to push, and they tried, yeah. and, and him and Seth had a rivalry, and it went well. But once he lost to Roman, he went right back down the card. So he lets his contract run out. He's done. But evidenced as to how much the WWE locker room and everybody that's ever been around Claudio loves him, Becky Lynch shows his picture on her yeah. Twitter feed. Austin Creed, let's go. You know Seth is his workout partner. is over the moon getting to see this. And yet, Eddie... <laughs> but that's fine. It'll work out. Yeah, It'll yeah, play yeah. out on the other show. Now let's go to your second favorite match of the night. Yeah, uh, Jay, Jay White, Kazuchika Okada, uh, Hangman Adam Page, and Adam Cole. I'm gonna be honest. I was kind of scared about this match when I first <laughs> heard about it. I thought it was gonna be a clash of styles. You know how like people say like dream matches, and it's just a bunch of wrestlers, and I don't really think they'd work. Right. I, th- I thought this match was gonna be like that. It was not. I mean, I I shouldn't have expected it to be like a cluster, but I it was very well organized. It was a very well structured, it's very well paced. What I originally said was, I think it's so weird to have Okada in a match like this, right? Mm-hmm. On one side of the spectrum you have Okada, and on the other side of the spectrum you have Adam Cole. Right. <laughs> right. It's it, it's 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 just I don't know the idea of a match that has those two in it is kind of unappealing to me. But no, they made it work. Even when o- Okada and Adam Cole were wrestling, like, right. singles together, I was like, man, I actually, I think I would want to see this match. This is a match that I would dislike if it were not so just masterfully paced and well done. Right. They did a very good job of, you had the Bullet Club members or the Bullet Club extended family members and Cole and white, and they teamed together up until Cole hits him with the yeah. appropriately named backstabber. But also, you had 
a good job of turning the four-way match into one-on-one matches. Yeah. And constantly Hangman was trying to get to where he could hit his lariat to win this thing. Constantly, whether it was Gato or White or Cole, somebody were to grab him from it. Cole is perfect in these weird big matches because he's a sniper. He uses his super kick on knees, on shins, on faces. Yeah. Anytime he gets the opportunity, he snipes. He pop, 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 pop. Super yeah. kick, super kick, super kick. It worked perfectly. He was supposedly injured going, uh, he was supposedly hurt going in. He looked to maybe be injured going out. The, the ending, the, re- the only reason why I would say this was not my match of the night, even though I thought it went very, very well, was because the ending was a little weird and we don't know if there wasn't something going on with Cole. We had the, we had the not quite finisher. He didn't hit the Rainmaker, but he, he hits a uh, secondary finisher on Cole. Cole rolls away. Jay White hops into the ring. Hangman's outside. He, Jay hits his finish, the switchblade, on Okada, but rolls him away and then covers Cole, who is unable to do anything. The match is over, and it felt like maybe Jay was supposed to put another move on Cole to finish but he recognized that Cole was hurt and just covered him instead. Yeah, I mean, I... It worked I, as a finish, though. I appreciated the finish just because of how mean it was. Right, I covered my buddy. No, no, no not, not even that. Just to, like, to have Jay White hit Okada with the Blade Runner and to pin Cole because he doesn't think he can beat... He doesn't think he can beat Okada. Even, even though also, he beats Okada sometimes. It's always through... Through some type of miraculous, like through, through crook, he yeah. always cheats in order to do it. So this way, like you said, perfect, right? That's and perfect. also, and also, I think it was very well done to have the ending have nothing to do with Paige. Correct, and have just Paige just having this stolen from him. Right I, I, again, I, just in a series of unfortunate events that are happening to Hangman Adam Page. Absolutely, I, I like that. the. Fin- I, th- I I was a little weirded out by it. Well, the, when the, I first the, saw it, though. the great thing about the finish is we have a match that starts with the holy shit chant before it even starts. Yeah, and then once Jay White wins, silent. Suck the air out of the building, dude. It's and- perfect heel victory. The only person who did get who got no applause the whole time was Jay White. Literally forgot that Jay White was like the best heel in the business right now. Mm-hmm. I apologize to you, Jay. Um, I will never forget again. You are listening to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Check out our friends at the Gin Project, the G I N N Project dot com. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart, your one stop shop for all things pro wrestling. And now, back to Go Home Heat. This pay-per-view starts out hot. And we have, and we're not going to go through all these things, but we start out with, you know, Goto gets a win with his guy, and then that's the buy-in. This Jericho Guevara and Suzuki versus Kingston, Uto, and Shooter's what Mox called him. Oh, yeah, Shooter. Who looks like a young Tanahashi right now, the hair and everything. Yeah, he's. if there was one critique I'd have of his wrestling is that he is... um, Wearing his influences on his sleeve very much, but that'll that he's that'll go out with age. I thought this match went great. I this thought match went very well. I can be very critical of Jericho. He was fantastic in this match, and he does get the win, which sets up <laughs> sets up the mess 
at the end and also uh, sets up your uh, blood and guts TV show later at Wednesday, which is going to be fantastic. But this match was good. It was very good. This match was very surprising. I think, well, I think Sammy Guevara is a very talented guy. I mean, I can't do the stuff he does. He's yeah. incredible. He's incredibly he's, talented. He's an, he's an incredibly talented guy. I've always found him to be... I, I, I thought his shtick was kind of dumb. I don't know. There was always something there that wasn't connecting with me. Maybe right. it's the Take Conti stuff. But no, I, I mean, I thought... I mean, his performance was very good. Jericho was great tonight. Right. Um, right. Everybody that wrestled in that match was great. Everybody, yeah. There was uh, Suzuki. Suzuki. Dude, Suzuki Suz- was key, wasn't he? Yeah, Suzuki and Kingston fighting together was like the the first oh my god moment of this pay-per-view. Right. That that was the first moment that like really sells you on mm-hmm. this being like, oh. This is a, a clash of two different this is DC versus Marvel Comics. This is this is literally yeah, right. like right. the dream. Correct. Okay, Rapungi Vice United Empire, FTR. I thought that was great. They did the weird thing with Dax being injured and leaving for a little bit, and they come back and they hit their finisher in a flash mode, which I thought was interesting. I thought that I really liked this paper. I really liked this match. But it wasn't what it could have been because they went script. Yeah. They, They went scripted injury, which is fine, and it works, and it tells a tale. But it just, if for me to put it up there above or in the same realm with the other matches that I thought were fantastic, the yeah, top three and matches for, for me. And for, that, and for that reason, I would say... It was this, great, just not great this, at I wouldn't call it a sleeper match, but I would call it probably my least favorite of the night. That being said, I don't think there's a... Paper there was anything there, bad. There's, there isn't a match here below four stars. Pac, Miro, Malachi, Clark, Clark Connors was fantastic. Lit, oh my God. <laughs> and finally, we get Pop getting the big cha- getting a championship belt in this company as he's the new AEW All Atlantic Champion. Miro gets to go further into his anger. Malachi gets to go further into his darkness. Pop gets to Clark Connors. Clark Connors got to showcase who he is. <laughs> in, but he got to showcase yeah. who he is in a match on. Uh, American television or American pay-per-view, and I think that's good for him, and I think that bodes well for AEW. And he was Ishii wasn't going to win this match either, and I think for the Ishii would have been great because you would have had those holy cow moments, like when Ishii yeah. goes nose to nose with Miro, right? Or Ishii eats yeah. a kick from Malachi. Those things would have been great, but for the flow of the match overall, I think Clark might have been better. You know, to, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because we never got the Ishii. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I'd, I'd say so. What'd you think about Bullet Club uh, versus the Dudes with Attitudes, which was evidently a callback to a Sting pay-per-view years and years ago that included... This is Sting opening this match by jumping off the top of the runway onto the four people. Remember that when they say Dudes with Attitudes is a callback, oh, yeah, Junkyard a callback. Dog was one of his tag team partners. Junkyard Dog was one of his tag team partners, and tonight it was Darby and Shingo. Sting jumps him because Hiromu couldn't make it due to a flight thing. Yeah. So we have this three on four. So by jumping them, he gets one guy out of the way. El Fantasmo, the Bullet Club, get to showcase their silliness. Seeing Sting in this, 
The pay-per-view was off to this really fast, great start, and it needed something to break it up. But rather than have it be broken up with pacing in a pay-per-view, rather, rather than having it being broken up with a slower match or something like that, they went silly here. And I don't, yeah. I didn't, I'm not knocking it because I thought it worked. When you had Phantasmo t- try to twist Sting's nipples, it was so weird because that's just not – you have to realize that in AEW, Sting has been willing to – Two strange things, but then you had yeah. Sting the Stinger repay him with the move of his own of the of the yeah. of the nipple twist, and then the kick to the yambags to retort from the straight right. He got he took to the yambags. I look, this was meant to be fun, and it was. It was very fun, and you know, dudes with attitudes go over. It works for perfect, great. Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. I thought. The result was strange to me. I thought for sure Tony Storm was going to win, and yeah. they were going in that direction. This was kind of a beatdown. It was a beatdown. Storm only had a few minutes of of where she got continuous things going her way in a row. Rosa beat her down. Rosa moves on. It feels to me like suddenly everything I thought was going to happen in this division is changing, and Thunder Rosa is going to be booked stronger and stronger until Jade Cargill takes her out. I thought they would put the belt on Tony for a short period of time, and then Jade would come in and take it from Tony. Yeah, but it feels like they're going to try to build Thunder's Thunder yeah. Thund- Thunder's reputation as this great wrestler, and then allow Jade to take her over. Which I, I don't yeah. hate that. I don't hate that. It was it was what it was. Now my match of the night is the next one we're going to talk about. Kind of the last one we're going to talk about: Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. I didn't like the booking mm-hmm. going in. I thought. Why yeah. would I get a fantastic wrestler like Will in this type of thing where Orange can be sillyish? Yeah. But it was perfectly they decided how to wrestle and they decided they would do it perfectly. Will was heelish, he was uber athletic, Orange was able to answer all of his athleticism the whole time. What you got? Uh my opinion on this match? Yeah. Oh, it was phenomenal. I mean, certainly top three of the night. I think that I think I kind of forgot how much I liked Osprey. He is insanely good. Mm-hmm. Orange is it was weird, right? Because I but going into this match, I kind of had the same feeling, right? Like even though I have seen some of Orange Orange's uh, great matches, um, I kind of had this feeling like why why if you're gonna have Osprey here, why are you gonna have Orange? Why why are you gonna have him fight Orange? But I thought the chemistry here was very good. Orange, or the, Orange's things he does, the things he does to like tease Osprey, forced Osprey into making bad decisions. Yeah, yeah, almost made him lose. Right, quite a bit of times, and yeah. that's when Osprey is great at making you think he's gonna lose. Osprey eventually hits the Stormbreaker to finish this thing. I didn't write this down. I'm stealing this one note from something I saw on Bleacher Report, and it's a straight rip. He tried two moon salts, shooting star press. And a corkscrew splash in a span of four seconds. <laughs> I know, like, <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't dude. even like. Uh, and Orange was able to match him. Yeah, I think know? I think this was a good reminder, like for Osprey, for like Osprey's character, that he can lose at any moment. He is not right. This but, unbeatable, even against somebody like Orange, right. he's not this unbeatable deity you know and it also is a reminder that as great as orange's gimmick has worked for him if they ever do decide to 
take him in a different direction. He can be your he could be a cruiserweight champion. He could be a mid-card yeah. champion. He doesn't have to be this. Sometimes I don't see him wrestle a lot, and I can forget or I can think, oh, he's just the dancing bear theory, right? You know what the dancing bear theory is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that the for the for the listener that's new to the show, it's not that the bear dances well. Is that the bear dances at all? Because of his gimmick and the hands in the pockets, you kind of get thinking it's like that, but it's absolutely not. He is a fantastic worker. And they have multiple fantastic workers that are similar in the size and are wrapped inside of a gimmick. Um, Darby being one, although I never think Darby can't because Darby is on TV more. So you don't, you know what I mean? So you just see him wrestle more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Orange doing this was great. Another thing that's a disservice to how good he is, and it, it emphasizes the character is when they do do highlights of him, it's him kicking Jericho into the orange juice and that kind of shit. The, the mimosa match, you know. Yeah. Which is not necessarily fair. But that was, I'm, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Cause, and you know I'm not an Osprey guy. That was my match of the night. And I thought this per, this pay-per-view was close to being perfect. Even with the schmage at the end, the Nitro almost, ending, the WCW ending, I would still give it a five-star pay-per-view. Almost, um, yeah, almost like the perfect wrestling pay-per-view might be top ten all-time. Top uh, ten all-time. I love it. I love it because I don't think you're wrong. I, I think that I, no, it, I mean, it, it, had, it had what you wanted. The only thing that would have made it better booking-wise for me, and, I, and, and I, I'm not even going to penalize it for it, I just am acknowledging this. If there had been a few more wins on the New Japan side, yeah, but that's not going to happen in Chicago for Tony's show when Tony's got TV shows to yeah. pub and needs. That just doesn't go to happen. It's okay, you know. Jay White winning. I, it almost would have evened it out for me if Okada had won that last match, the second yeah. to last match, because that would have but, but, felt New Japanish instead of Jay, who's kind of the outsider. But yeah. it's their show. It's the New Japan show. But he's still kind of the outsider. Yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But that's that is that's not even, that's like worse than nit, nitpicking. What I'm yeah. talking about right there. This was a fantastic night to be a pro wrestling fan, and I appreciate Tony. I can be critical of him, and I appreciate him for doing this for us. It was really great, and yeah. him figuring out a way to get this working relationship in it happening, or to put it. Really, the best way you could put it. Thank you, Cody Rhodes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Cody. Thank you, Cody. Seriously, wonderful night. Yeah, I yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. I appreciate you for coming in and talking to us about it. And you guys enjoy great night in the Cody verse. Great night just outside of the Cody verse. You don't know that yet. We're all in. The <laughs> regardless of whether or not we know. But in all seriousness, this was wonderful. I thank you for watching Pro Wrestling. Enjoy it. I hope that this means I will get to enjoy more and more and more because I'm pumped about Wednesday and I'm pumped. I'm pumped about Wednesday, even though they didn't have to do that to make me pumped about it. <laughs> they had me at hello. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good night and go. go. Home.